You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 75. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Our Take segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week, in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a look at Ready Shred Capital Corp, symbol KUT on the TSX Venture, a profitable microcap stock in the information destruction and security industry. Through the ProShred system and brand, the company operates on-site paper shredding trucks and plant-based shredding. A listener asks us our take on this stock. Our star of the week is Canfor Corp, symbol CFP on the TSX, an integrated forestry products company operating in two segments, lumber and pulp and paper. Over the last 12 months, the stock had been nearly cut in half, but shares jumped 61.3% this week after billionaire Jim Pattison offered to take the company private for approximately $982 million. Finally, our dog of the week is Promatic Life Sciences, symbol PLI on the TSX, a revenue-generating biopharmaceutical stock with a pipeline of small molecule therapeutics under development to treat unmet needs in patients with liver, respiratory, and kidney disease, including rare diseases. The stock dropped 23% yesterday following a disappointing earnings release and is down an astonishing 97% this year. Is it a dog or opportunity? We will let you know. Well, my regular co-host, Mr. Aaron Dunn, is on assignment this week. Uh, Actually, he's vacationing in Europe on a well-deserved vacation. Um, And I'm going to have Brendan in, my assistant here today. He's going to be co-hosting with me. Uh, You've heard him probably on here before. He's done some star segments. He's going to take the star segment this week. I'm going to welcome Brendan. How are you doing? Pretty good, Ryan. How are you? I am good. I am actually just back from a, a European, European vacation as well. Uh, it was uh, fun times. Uh, they had a massive heat wave over there, so uh, we were in Italy and uh, uh, all throughout the Mediterranean, about nine different uh, cities, countries. Uh, it was uh, interesting, beautiful countries we were in for sure. I uh, saw some some you know some of the touristy locations over there in Rome, visited the Colosseum. That was all awesome. Um, but it is a different vacation when you've got a four-year-old and a and yeah, a thirteen-year-old sure. running around in uh, you know forty-degree heat with humidity. So that that was an adventure. But you know, honestly, the memories are great. It was awesome. It was cool. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's nice to have you back. Uh, I, I know that you were working while you were on vacation. You know, you're always, oh, we're always uh, taking. It's, I'm it's, always it's, taking a look at the markets, right? And you always uh, exactly. We were finishing yeah. up a larger report uh, as I was over there, and that should be released in the next uh, day or so. So uh, we look forward to putting that off to our clients. Yeah, the breakthrough report. I'm, I'm yes. looking forward to reading it myself. And I, I know we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, or you and you and Aaron yeah. have, but. Uh, 
but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to taking a, a look at it for you know my own portfolio once uh, we release it here. Excellent. Yeah, we and it sh- it'll be this week for sure. So it'll be good to see and get it out there to our clients. It's interesting time in the markets. It's always interesting. Uh, there's yeah a little bit of a neg- definitely negative seg- sentiment right now, but. Uh, on a broader perspective, we've seen valuations at the high end of uh, what we are comfortable with. So it would be actually nice to see a little bit of a pullback in the market. There's some companies out there that we love the businesses. Uh, they haven't been trading at reasonable prices. If they come into a range that we see is more reasonable and the business and the growth is sustainable, we may see some more recommendations if we see a pullback. So contrary to uh, what people want to see in the near term, maybe a pullback in their portfolio, but that gives us an opportunity to make some long-term buys. So we get excited about that. Now we're going to move into our, your stock, our take. It's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment. We like to call your stock, our take buy, sell, or hold. We said this week it was on ready shred capital corp. The symbol is K U T on the TSX venture. The question comes in from Darlene. She emailed it in asking, uh, you know, what our take is on this profitable little microcap stock. Well, currently it trades at around 94 cents, between 95 and a dollar in that range. Market cap 73.7 million. Importantly, what does the company do? Well, through its subsidiaries, Ready Shred is in the information destruction and security industry. The primary business is on-site document shredding. Ready Shred grants and manages shredding business franchises under the ProShred trademark. Now the key points here to date, the company has a very strong 2019 year to date. The stock is up around 57% since the beginning of January when it traded at 61 cents. Uh, driving this move higher has been reasonable organic growth. Uh, and some February acquisitions. It made two acquisitions, one of ProShred and one of Secure eCycle for a purchase price of around 7.5 million US. These acquisitions included on-site paper shredding trucks, plant-based shredding and bailing equipment, some great client relationships and other assets used in the shredding and electronics recycling business. Now, this powered great first quarter results or helped to power them partially. Uh, the revenue was up to 5.2 million. That's 65% growth over the same period last year. Net income grew to 509,000, just up slightly from 498,000 in the same period. Adjusted EBITDA was up 77% to 1.7 million, but overall net income increased just 2% on a share per share basis, though it decreased slightly due to the dilution that came with uh, some recent financings. Now, as we said, 2019 has been a year of change and growth for Ready Shred. The February acquisitions powered strong top-line growth, and in a generally positive market, powered the shares to new highs. We caution that the acquisitions have yet to provide per-share earnings growth due to the increased share count, but the promise uh, of this happening remains. At present, the company appears fairly valued, trailing in, or trading in the 18 to 19 times earnings range. We do note that management is forecasting 2019 growth targets of 14% EBITDA growth from the same locations alone, so same store type growth in over 2018. This is a positive. The company has also seen a jump in its debt levels in 2019 to fund its growth. While its balance sheet remains pretty healthy overall, 
Um, debt levels have creeped up to a point where we'd like to see the company use some of its cash flow to pay those down. It, management has done this responsibly in the past, so we expect that to continue going forward, and we will monitor that. We've, we like the growth in this business and management solid track record, but reiterate that the stock right now appears fairly valued. So we'd wait on the sidelines. If there was a pullback, Ready Shed, Shred may be a company that we would look at as a potential uh, buying opportunity. Yeah, the company doesn't look bad. Uh, it is nice to see that, you know, they're getting or they're acquiring businesses, you know, businesses that are creating synergies for themselves. Um, you, you know, but but one thing that I did have a question in regard to is whether shredding services are still going to attract the same kind of demand in the future. You know, I don't think that uh, paper is going anywhere uh, anytime soon. Um, you know, in, in offices, you're always, you know, using paper and whatnot. Um, but I will say, you know, the company is shredding more than just paper. Uh, you know, they also have, uh, you know, I, I looked at their website. They're all, they also have their scanning services uh, and then also a hard drive destruction service. So they are transitioning into the technolo technological age, uh, which, you know, is a benefit. But uh, yeah, just like your take even, Ryan, on, you know, the shredding business. Yeah, I think I think you raise a yeah, you raise a really good point there, and uh, I mean, we have been hearing though about the paperless society for you know ten, fifteen <laughs> yes. years almost, and we continue to you know I look at my desk right now. There's papers you know on it, and uh, many people who are sitting at desks right now look at it, and they're still using paper as well. Um, we would hope, uh, you know, for the for for the planet that we you know uh, probably reduce our our use of paper over time. It really hasn't totally happened yet. But, you know, like you said, uh, you know, it's something to monitor for a business like that. Like you can like the business, you can like the valuations, but if they're in a de declining industry, uh, it may not be, you know, a company that you want to invest in longer term. Like you said, though, they have the electronics recycling, you know, your destruction of, uh, of uh, hard drives. And that is more into the digital age. And, uh, you know, it's good to see them progressing into those areas. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we have looked at businesses in the past where we like the valuations we like the uh, the underlying fundamentals, but if it's in a you know a declining industry, it is one that you have to really you know wonder whether because stocks are valued going forward, and if they don't have a bright future of increasing cash flow, uh, f current valuations and current cash flow don't matter as much because you have to have that cash flow on an ongoing basis going forward. I'll give you a quick example: uh, a company that we looked at. Uh, several, you know, we looked at over the past several years was in the envelope business. It is definitely in decline. That is one paper industry that, uh, you know, you, you're sending emails, you're not, or you're sending direct messages, you're not sending uh, a letter anymore. And, uh, you know, the fundamentals look great, but you're looking at a declining business. So we, uh, we, we didn't recommend buying that company and it was, has been a good call on the business overall. No, and, and that is a great point. Um, you know, in a good example about the envelope business. Um, but, but yeah, just, you know, to relate back to paper, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I've got paper all over my desk. Uh, I mean, it's not anywhere <laughs> yeah. in my office. Yeah. Clean that up, damn it. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I, I like to still print things off. You know, I, I do read more newspapers and, you know, I, I read annual reports online, but, you know, we, we used to print all of those off and look at them or, or get them from the companies and, you know, read them directly. I, you know, we're reading them through CDAR now. So we're trying, I'm trying to reduce my paper, but I do, you know, there's something about having something in your hand, right? Yep. And reading it too. So, 
Um, you know, there's still got to be a lot of document business for this company to shred, but we'll monitor that going forward. So let's move on to our weekly star. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's star. star. And I'm going to let Brennan take this one. It's Can4 Corp, symbol CFP on the TSX. Brennan, take it away. Thanks, Ryan. So Can4 Corp, again, uh, CFP on the TSX, uh, currently trading at a price of $15.26 and has a market cap of $1.1 billion. So Canfor Corporation is an integrated forest products company operating two segments, which include lumber and pulp and paper. Uh, and they do have just a variety of uh, products. So how has the company been performing as of recent? Over the last 12 months, the stock was down around 48%. Uh, but this week, the stock jumped 61% uh, on positive news. Uh, and what is driving the stock here? On August 12, 2019, uh, Canadian billionaire Jim Pattison offered to take the company private for approximately $982 million. So Pattison's Great Pacific Capital Corp., which already owns 51% of Can4, proposed buying out the remaining shares for $16 a piece, which prices the, the total company at around $2 billion. And of course, after this news, uh, the share price did jump to uh, around $15.30 per share, uh, just under that uh, $16 target price. So looking at the uh, company's financial results for quarter two, 2019, period end June 30th, 2019, revenue decreased 10% to $1.3 billion over the same quarter last year. Adjusted EBITDA was down 84% to $54.6 million for quarter two, 2019, compared to the prior year quarter. And net income was a loss of $48.6 million for quarter two, 2019, compared to a gain of $170 million for quarter two, 2018. So uh, here, of course, you can see that the company's recent financial performance has been quite dismal. Um, and the reason being here is over the last 12 months, Canada's softwood lumber industry has been struggling with low demand from the U.S. and high log costs due to a lack of supply from a pine beetle outbreak and harsh wildfires ravaging B.C. over the last couple of summers. And this has essentially led Canfor and its competitors, Interfor, West Fraser, and Tokel, to all announce that they would be cutting back on operations or shutting down mills altogether earlier this summer, uh, which is definitely not a good sign for the industry. So it is in a slump. Um, now, looking at Canfor's valuation multiples, uh, the company does have negative 12 trailing month earnings, so we cannot analyze the price to earnings ratio, uh, but the company's 12 trailing month enterprise value to EBITDA multiple is around eight times. So here, in my opinion, it isn't that attractive, this, the uh, EV to EBITDA ratio, just because of the company's recent financial performance. And of course, since the company's price uh, has been elevated after the announcement of the proposed deal, um, but I would like to say before the jump, the multiple was definitely more attractive. Um, I know for this industry, uh, just from you know my brief research, usually the average uh, EV to EBIT, EBITDA multiple is you know around uh, seven times. So uh, also just to touch on the company's balance sheet, they do have net debt to equity ratio of 0.35. Uh, so not too much debt. 
So in conclusion here, Jim Pattison is targeting the company at lower prices while it has been facing industry headwinds. The stock has uh, risen considerably after the billionaire's offer, which of course has made it our star of the week. Yeah, and I think that Jim Pattison um, is making potentially an opportune purchase at this point. You know, he, the stock's cut in half. Um, he, he's buying it after it, you know, after a significant slump in the share price, and he's probably got a long-term approach. Now, for us investing in this so- sector generally, softwood lumber or the lumber industry in Canada or anywhere in North America, really, um, it, it, it has boom and bust cycle too. There's definite cyclicality. And in a, in a market environment where they look quarter to quarter, these companies are rarely get multiples in, in the good times that we like to see and then get punished severely in the downtime. So uh, you can look at it potentially as a trade, uh, not this stock, but this sector generally, but we see uh, difficulty in making a long-term, like a two to 10-year investment in this sector because of the inherent sec- cyclicality to the business. Uh, it may be a business that is better suited to being private because you know there is a myopic focus in the markets generally on a quarter-to-quarter basis. Um, you can have good companies in this industry that maybe over time, over a 10-year period, increase their business. Uh, and increase the cash flow, but you're going to have wild fluctuations over that period. And uh, when you have, again, like I said, analysts looking at companies on a quarter to quarter basis, uh, these companies, because of the cyclicality, don't get the multiples that we'd like to see. And they have, you know, very lumpy cash flows. It is difficult for analysts like ourselves to value. So we tread very lightly in companies like this, in this segment, generally speaking. So let's look at our weekly dog. From our Stars and Dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. I'm going to take that one. It's Prometic Life Sciences, symbol PLI on the TSX. Current price is just uh, under $9. Market cap is around $209 million. It is. It was down 23% yesterday alone following a disappointing earnings release and an astonishing 97% this year. What does the company do? That's important. It's a biopharmaceutical corporation with a pipeline of small molecule therapeutics under development to treat unmet needs in patients with liver, respiratory, and kidney disease and including rare diseases. The company does have products in the market right now, is producing revenues, But what is driving this stock lower? Well, at present, in my opinion, you name it, Prometics got it. A recent share consolidation, financing, and dilutive restructuring and poor financial performance topped the list of recent negatives. Prometic recently did what is called a share consolidation. So existing shareholders got one share for every 1,000 they held, reducing the share count from an astonishing $23.3 billion to 23.3 million common shares. Now, after completing this massive share consolidation, management promptly converted 229 million of outstanding debt into common shares, diluting existing shareholders once again, and then proceeded to raise 114 million in gross proceeds raised in a, in a couple concurrent financings. I guess, hey, what can I say? Good on them for finding somebody willing to fund this money pit once again. 
Now, the drop yesterday was powered by weak Q2 results. Total revenues for the quarter were $8.8 million compared to $20.2 million during the same period last year. The company also reported significant operating losses and incurred a net loss of $133.7 million, mainly driven by the impact an accounting impact of the loss on extinguishment of liability caused by the debt restructuring. Now, in conclusion, why did they conduct... Uh, management came out with a re- rationale be t- behind why they conducted the, re- the refinancing transactions, the recent ones. Their explanation was... The refinancing transactions were a result of the increasingly challenged financial and business conditions faced by Prometic in the last year, including its inability to raise significant equity, equity-linked, or debt financing to fully fund execution of its business plan, and delays in the regulatory approval and commercialization of its primary product moving forward, which is Plasm. Now, our take on this in, my, in our opinion, the main reason the company found it difficult to raise capital was the fact that it has allocated investment capital very poorly, to say the least, historically. In fact, Prometic has an accumulated deficit in its history of 90 or 922.9 million billion. Sorry, million. That's right, million. Can I get that right? <laughs> The company, that's close to a billion dollars in capital that it it has raised and created no current ongoing capital or cash flow with those investment dollars. Not a track record I would want to invest in. Alas, as they say, there's a sucker, or in this case, likely hundreds or thousands of suckers born every day, and the company once again was recently able to restructure and raise further capital. I now, I mean... Just as an aside, I think you could give some fairly challenged people roughly $1 billion and they could have created something by this time in the history of the corporation that would be creating some solid economic cash flow or value. Perhaps there are some promising products here in the pipeline for Prometic, but we've heard that for decades. But the track record, reckless dilution, and lack of current cash flow make it too risky for our blood despite the recent collapse in the share price. For sure. Yeah. Prometic is, it's just a daunting story. You know, revenues decreasing, running a net loss. Uh, they continue to dilute shareholders and invest capital poorly. Um, I know we had the conversation uh, prior, Ryan, but, you know, we were just saying it's it's hard for finance guys like ourselves to judge, you know, these drugs and how successful they are. But, you know, all we have to do really here is look at revenue and it's kind of a telltale story. Um, but yeah, definitely not a company that uh, I want to put my capital in. That's for sure. No, and, and I'm always astonished at how uh, a company with that poor of a track record is able to go out once again and raise, you know, a significant amount, $140 million, I believe, you know, in that range of capital after, you know, just basically destroying shareholder uh, invested capital or capital invested in the company, doing a thousand for one rollback. Um and then is able to go to the industry and have the industry raise them more money. And, uh, you know, uh, perhaps, again, the products that they're, again, trying to put to market are promising. But, uh, you know, almost a billion dollars put into this company and there is really nothing generating economic value at this point. Uh, I would stay on the sidelines. For sure. All right, that's going to end our show for this week. I'm going to thank Brennan for co-hosting with me this week. He's going to be back again this week. 
our next week and uh, we'll be at it again. I'm going to wish everybody profitable investing out there and keep your questions coming in for our U.S. stock, our takes in. Thanks. Profitable investing. Thanks.